0: July 15th, 2019, this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, the fallout from Extreme Rules. We've got a new number one contender for the Universal title, a new contender for the Raw Women's title, and The Fiend finally made his debut. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Giri and Matt Morgan. Matt, what did you think of tonight's show?
1: Eh, it was there. (laughs) Uh,
2: I thought it was a one-segment show. Bray Wyatt, uh, it was a cool surprise. The crowd went nuts. Um you know the the two out of three fall stuff, the elimination match stuff uh, it's, it's just gets more and more awkward by the week, um especially when there's no stakes in those matches. but you know there was some good i thought as a post extreme rules uh show um you know again, it was there we're seeing the the same problems we always see with Brock where the segments are the same right. uh, he doesn't cut his own promos, it's right. the same stuff uh every week and i I'm, and this is coming from a Brock fan um
1: so. Yeah. To me, to me, his segments are the worst parts of the show at this point because they are redundant. They're, like I've never seen anything more redundant.
2: Yeah, it's just the same thing for
1: seven years or whatever we're at now. It's been uh, a coat of beige paint for f- at least four years now.
0: Except the dancing. At least we had that.
1: Okay, he gave us a little color in there for like one week where that was funny.
0: One week he was fuchsia, but now it's back to base. And then, and
1: then it was I couldn't get my my attention off the fact that they didn't give that an opportunity to a different talented wrestler, and they instead just give it to Brock Lesnar, who's going to cut the line and become champion. No, WWE does not a good kind of heat either. I don't want to hear, oh, isn't that the point? That makes you pissed off at it. Why does get beat? No, it doesn't. He, he just... Makes me not want to watch. Makes me want to turn the channel.
2: I don't know if he has a, a deal that he doesn't say a single word at all, because him cutting a promo here and there, doing stuff without Heyman once in a while... Uh, doing stuff a uh, promo backstage anything would be at least freshen him up a little but just Brock standing there smiling Paul cutting the promo Brock you know pacing jumping up and down it's just been done for so freaking long you just know you just know what that segment's going to be and It ends with either Brock wrong. walking off or Brock you know attacking that's it I don't
1: know how he's not bored doing it himself no it's yeah. so boring
0: we open tonight with Paul Heyman giving the same spiel, but he was hyping up the 10-man battle royal, the cross-brand battle royal that closed the show to decide the new number one contender. I think the most interesting thing about this was he uh, said that, um, what, he put over, he that he hopes Sami Zayn wins. <laughs> like, I was like, that's, well, that's interesting.
1: Like, I like to hear the crowd's reactions, though. I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, to see and who they're like, behind.
1: Cesaro, like, Cesaro, Cesaro got way bigger in a pop than I expected.
0: Randy Orton in that battle royal at the end. Oh, my God. The crowd wanted him to win more than Seth, it seemed like.
2: I thought Seth was cold tonight. I thought the crowd wasn't into Seth at all for the most part. I think they've really done a number on him he's these past three
1: years. Yep, they've emasculated him too much. Yeah.
0: Um, he's more emasculated than Mike Kanellis
2: is right now.
1: <laughs> I mean. Yeah, he's getting in that country. Yeah, he's in Kanellis country.
2: And yeah. that battle, I mean, who would have thought a year ago that the, the fans would have wanted Roman to win more than Seth, right? Never. They, never, and they never. were going for Roman over Seth. And when it came down to Seth and Randy, you could tell like they were disappointed. I mean, when it looked like Seth won, you could tell they were disappointed and Randy was in and then they got energized again,
1: which is weird. Long Island smart are usually smart fans. They're usually difficult to work in front of as babyface. face. Do mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? They're usually very, very smart, smart fans, smart marks. Um, so, like, to hear them reacting to those guys that they've been booing for years and getting up, you know, reading the newspaper and crap like that during their matches, I was just, uh, Orton, in uh, Reigns? No, I was surprised at that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of, it's awkward, too, when the, uh, the person involved in the match, they're the ones announcing who the people in the Battle Royal are. I just thought that, it just seemed weird to me. I don't know
0: it was very weird um we went from that right into a match two out of three falls with ricochet and the usos versus the revival and robert Roode. ricochet and the usos picking up a win here uh nice to see robert Roode back on the screen but what did you think of this match man
1: i like this entire segment and this is that's weird because there's so many guys going there's so many people involved in it but i liked and i was emotionally invested in every one of them for different reasons all these are all people that i privately root for and they're all thrown in one segment right you want to see them all get booked better on separate show uh, on separate days and separate talents and separate angles and here they all thrown together for me as a fan watching. I'm saying, and so please stop typing. This distracting. Um, so uh, I have ADD. Sorry, I um, mute your mic when you do that, Rush. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, so 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 listen, guys. So so like, I thought like this segment, like at the end, in any other segment, if I saw them doing this, I'd be like oh, come on, like like them overcoming the odds like nobody's business, and really at the end of the day beating up six different people um, before finally getting flattened. What was cool about it was at the end of those segments, normally they're usually bam, 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 like one guy hits the f- his finish on one guy, turns around and eats a chair to the head, Dude, back of the damn thing. Um, the other guy turns around and eats a DDT. other guy turns around and eats another guy's finisher. Boom, 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 like that. They stack them and layer them what was cool and it showed progression in the business and in, in how it's more athletic. They did the same thing, but with Ricochet coming up at the top um, and hitting his thing, AJ coming off the top and then finally, you know, updoing him with his flying forearm. It's It was different.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the revival and Robert Root is a very good pairing.
1: Hell yeah, it is.
0: And yeah, with the club coming out after to attack Ricochet, um, and the Usos to a lesser they, degree. You,
1: don't you think they would be wiser to have all three of them form some sort of stable of what broods did singles and those two are the tag and they do a beer money shtick? Oh. They don't have to be beer money. They don't have to be exactly like them, but they can pull some of the stuff that beer money used to do together that used to get over with the fans. Yeah. How they used to talk in promos and things like that. Those are people that could beat your ass in a match, but they, you also wanted to hang out with them.
0: Yeah, no, I think uh, the Revival and Robert Roode together are a great pairing. They could do some really fun promos. Um, yeah, it would be a different character for versus what he was with Bobby Roode, where he was trying to be like the elite athlete, and he could be just more like a regular guy, maybe turn on a little bit of uh, a draw to match how the Revival talks. But no, I think that could be awesome.
2: Doesn't it seem like every week it's the Revival and the Usos that are involved in the uh, two out of three falls matches? Hmm. Yeah. And it, it was the same case this week. Um, yeah, so the Usos got the victory for the first fall, uh, pinning Dawson. And then one of the Usos got pinned for the second. And Ricochet pinned Rude for the third. So
0: then, uh, yeah, then uh, Gals and Anderson came out with AJ. AJ was in the ring. They super kicked Gals and Anderson. The Usos did. Um yeah, the club was standing tall at the end of this, which was confusing to me when they had the their match again later that night uh, and the interference that happened there. It's um, – yeah, they clearly believe in these guys and they're telling this story, but this definitely took a backseat tonight towards uh, the universal title action and what they did with Bray showing up.
2: it sure should. Yeah. Oh, holy crap, that, um, that forearm that AJ <laughs> Ricochet. And Ricochet did that, like, flip on his face. It looked – I mean, that looked just devastating. That was one of the highlights of this. Uh, that was one of the highlights of the show, I thought. Yeah. I was here, right? Or was that the second time? Was it? Wait, now I'm now I'm confused. They're blending together. I know. They are blending together.
1: Had to have been the second one, I'm thinking.
2: Did the so- club leave them laying both times?
1: Yeah. Well, okay. he did the first time for sure, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. first time yeah. they did for sure. Jeez, um, I'm already forgetting. <laughs> Jeez. Don't
0: spoil the second time. We're going to talk about it later. All right. Yeah, um the Viking Raiders came out. Did they, have they always had the blonde hair on? What's his face?
2: I thought that looked new. That little wig he was wearing.
0: That was bad. Like that yeah, out of this bad, bad
2: or
1: bad isn't good.
0: No, 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 not Michael Jackson bad. That uh, was bad. Like, well, Michael Jackson now bad, not Michael Jackson eighties bad. If you get what I'm saying, it no, was bad. Um, uh, it was awful. It's terrible. <laughs> Corny as hell. Yeah,
1: there you go. It was. Yeah. It was, but they, it gets them another squeeze-off match, you know what I mean? Sure. It gets them something, get another win.
0: Yeah, uh, Vinny Gruner and Jackson James, who they squashed tonight.
2: And the crowd <laughs> was not, once again, the crowd not into the Viking Raiders at all. Um, I mean, they were quiet for this. Yeah. Because
0: it's, it's silly, and that's a weird thing to say about professional wrestling in this day and age. Yes. But it was silly, and I'll... Again, Luchasaurus, look how over he was the other night. Like we pop for sometimes the stupidest shit, but the Viking Raiders are silly.
1: Let me ask you a question though: if they keep doing Luchasaurus, right, and he works his way to the main event as a singles act, don't you think eventually there's going to be that aha moment unless he takes that mask off? Because eventually you're going to be cheering for a guy sticking his tongue out with a green gun, right? It just, it and pretending works, to be a dinosaur.
2: Yeah, Missing Link was never a main eventer. <laughs> you know, at some point. And I Uh, hope it
1: happens because he looks like a rock star. That dude screams main eventer.
2: Yeah, but plus he he's already dropping aspects of it, right? Like uh, at the the last AEW show, he was talking about how he's got a PhD or or, or master's Masters. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But but the Viking Raiders, I mean, they started off hot, and then with all the name changes and yeah, I mean, they had the horns and everything in NXT. But I think with the name and everything, it's just coming across as goofy.
1: Yeah, it, it, it does. WWE TV has a way of doing that with NXT talents or any talent even from the indies that were over on the indies and they try it in WWE. For some reason, it misses the mark. There's something about it. That's what made me worried about Bray Wyatt. Yeah. yeah. How in the hell were they going to translate that to the ring is my right. biggest fear there. And tonight was cool, looked awesome, but I still have my concerns.
2: Yeah. I th- And I think just putting the name Viking in there hurts him a lot. I feel like if there were still the War Raiders, uh, just the, the yeah, whole war Raiders thing
1: sounds like it would click better. Even War Raiders, I remember when they were New Japan wrestling somebody. I don't remember what it was, and I'm like, that's their name, War Raiders. Like that's kind of corny.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> like, yeah, they were the War either?
1: Machines back then in ROH. Like, come on, that's a cliche. That's such a cliche name, though. Like that's such a bland name. Like nobody put any thought into this kind of name. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, we'll see where me, they're going with it.
1: Here's one. There's a little tidbit that you guys didn't know. There was like a week, not a week, maybe a month, where they're thinking about calling me up um, to TV with Kevin Thorne, Kevin Furtick, Mordecai, all oh, right, yeah. as the weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> swear to God, that was going to be the tag team name. <laughs> and this was back when
2: George Bush was president and everything,
1: right? Oh, yeah, of course it was. Um, yeah you know yeah, what I mean so, so like it just goes to show you they don't really put a thought into the damn name sometimes if we're gonna, gonna get a nickname
0: would you be like scud or, or something like that yeah probably but yeah. It didn't get
1: that <laughs>
0: <laughs> scud and heat seeker the weapons of mass destruction um solid gimmick uh so after that we actually it, it would have been
2: better in mordecai I'm sure yeah. Kevin Thorne's kicking himself that he didn't get it
0: <laughs> yeah uh, backstage, we saw a little interaction um, with Cedric hanging out with the Street Profits. Finn Balor, and no way, Jose. Oh, why is Finn back there with these guys?
2: Why are the Street Profits already back there with those guys? <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, I would like, just
2: if, if I saw in the script they're like, okay, you're gonna do, be in a backstage segment with no hit, way Jose. I'd just fake an illness or you know fall down the stairs.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously, they should have just people running away from him. We don't want them we don't want the association. No one will fight him. Here,
1: here's the problem back in the attitude era, like Steve Austin, Rock, and guys. I'm not saying pretty much even like the mid card guys, right? Because there's so many established talents back then. Every single match on that show had an established talent that was a, we all thought were huge stars, Val Venus, you name it, all different parts of the card. But these guys were able to go to the creative and say, Hey, I don't, Mike, I'm just. Being honest, there's no ego here involved, but look, my character would not say this. He'd probably say this, or my character wouldn't be back there with those guys. My character thinks he's too cool for school. He would never be with these j Browns, Like, yeah, into that effect, and it was accepted. Now it's not. Now you're a heat-taken missile. Let me just talk about that. If you say anything like that, you're a jerk, you're an arrogant, you're what's his name? Who's the guy who just got uh, Leo Rush. You're, you're now Leo Rush. There ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that. If you believe in your character, you stick up for it. That's the way it should be. And that's why these guys continue to get buried. And then you become No Way Jose, where nobody wants to be in backstage segments from you, including Raj Gary.
2: <laughs> and, and not to mention Finn Balor being there when, like, two segments later, he's all sad and disappointed about losing. But here he is in this backstage segment, smiling with, you know, Cedric and No Way Jose. Yucking,
1: yucking it up.
2: All right. Having a good time.
0: <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't get it at all. Um, I also I'm surprised at this. So Cedric Alexander teamed with Roman Reigns last week uh, in the fight against Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon tonight. They continued Cedric Alexander versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Cedric won this match. Is this the feud they're going with Raj?
2: Well, a lot of times what you see is that they'll get the win. And then for the next two, three weeks, Drew picks up the win. Uh, You know, I I, I don't see this as a, a serious push for Cedric. Um but, but it's a way to not have it be a one week thing. If Drew squash Cedric tonight, that would kind of that kind of be done.
1: Sometimes the win. I'm so sorry. Sometimes they they do losses as part of the storyline of the bigger character. I've got. Pinned ones by Brian Kendrick when I was on a tear. I didn't lose any matches. They were building me, I forget what it was. I was in the, what was not Four Horsemen? What were they called? Fortune at the time. Right. Oh, yeah. I was about to break up from them a little, like maybe a month later. So they're going to start building me to work Kurt Angle and go through each main event mafia member one by one. All these Hall of Famers, Booker T, Nash, all these guys. And they had me lose to Brian Kendrick, who wasn't booked much on TV at the time. And it was more about my character losing that match and what it was going to do to me and make me go off the deep end and go bananas. And um, do you know what I mean? So like, I don't know when, when we see these losses, I, the people need to remember it could be more about, for whatever reason, Drew needed to take an L here to, so they can hit this different gear with him. Yeah. I, I don't really know. I, um, you know what I mean? I just wanted to put that out there food for thought because it's not always about the guy uh, doing the upsetting that the storyline's about to the creative team. It's also sometimes just about the guy who took the loss.
0: That's true. But well, yeah, Brian I guess, Kendrick. I mean, Matt, you're legit seven feet tall. You make Brian Kendrick look like Hornswoggle next to you. I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, there's been so many times where they try to recreate the the Razor Ramon one two three oh kid, my God, yes. you yeah. know, that thing. Yeah. But they've never had the uh, uh, the patience to stick through it, or the planning to stick sure. through it, and sure. really make a guy, then uh, take sure. the guy to the next level. Mm-hmm. So they'll start it, they'll give him an upset win. Within a month, they're back to where they were.
1: And it hurts oh. the guy that gets beat too for, temporarily.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Drew was on a roll. He was just coming off of a, a hot yeah. match with Taker last night. He yeah. looked awesome. He looked like a million bucks. Yeah. This was where I would start getting him Golden to that next and level. Bigger. Yep. Yeah. Well,
0: and that's the rumor, right? That that Taker and Drew might work a program together. There might be something there. Um, but Sadrick, I don't know about
2: that. I, that yeah. that is there was advertising that WWE had for SummerSlam. But I don't know. I, I, I just don't see it. I don't think they'd be having Drew be losing just you know less than a month out if he's wrestling Undertaker.
0: Yeah. No, I think tonight that put a nail in that coffin. Um,
2: yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Undertaker's done after last night. I, uh, that tag match was a great way for them to protect him. They designed that match great. I just don't see what else they could really do unless he wants to put over like a Bray Wyatt or something.
0: Yeah. Which tonight, nope, Bray's got his feud. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. And so much more, but first I want to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is blue Chew BlueChew.com, blue like the color blue. So Raj, you missed the podcast last night because you popped a blue chew. You had some business to attend to. Yeah. Uh, good evening.
2: How can it not be?
0: Better than Drake Mavericks.
1: You, time out you're okay with this i thought you'd be steaming on your show with glenn's talking about you and your episodes with a little general in the mid you know what i mean i thought you were you're sure you like glenn what the hell's wrong with you
0: it's a big admiral when blue Chew was a big in admiral.
1: Right, you know what i
2: mean yeah <laughs> huge what was the uh what was uh hugh morris's name there for a bit
0: oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, um, sergeant huge huge yeah yeah, yeah. Huge erection. (laughs) That's what you're talking about when Blue Chew is in the picture. Oh, man. Every guy remembers those days when he was good to go. Back when you were hitting the skins, and I'm not talking about the drums. You were knocking boots, and I'm not talking about what you wear on your feet. Back when that girl was poison, you knew never to trust a big butt and a smile. Now, let's face it, she's like 40-something, has three kids, and is divorced, and you're not faring much better. But you can get that magic back. That's right. BlueChew.com, they bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the stuff that works, the stuff that is engineered to make the magic happen. Take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and they are chewable, that is the key, which means they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. No more scheduling. Oh my God, you don't wanna put it on your calendar. You don't wanna put that, hey honey, tonight, mark your calendar down, it's gonna happen, I'm gonna take this pill two hours later, it's go time, she goes to sleep early, You're sleeping on your back the entire night. That's all I'm saying. Not very
1: romantic either.
0: Not at all. With blue chew, bring the spontaneity back. Make it happen. You don't have to tell her you took it. She doesn't have to know. No, never tell you (laughs) that. Yes, your performing enhancement drug, and it's perfectly legal, prescribed online, and for any guy that wants that extra function, that extra confidence to make it all happen. Prescribed online, ship straight to your door in a discreet package. No one person's doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, no more awkwardness made in the USA and shipped direct and cheaper than a pharmacy and the special deal. You're going to get this pouch. You're going to get a blue chew pouch. When you go to blue enter the promo code W I N C you're going to get your first shipment free. You just pay $5 shipping. They're going to send you out a pretty ample sample. As it were, you're going to get uh, like five of these babies in your pouch, take them at your leisure, try it out, see what you think. Use our promo code W I N C at blue to try it free we thank them for sponsoring the wrestling Inc podcast
2: uh, Drake Maverick was tweeting about blue chew just the other day yes one he, day j- tonight oh. he had that uncomfortable look that you had that one time you had popped going on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes you gotta prioritize man sometimes you gotta prioritize uh
0: yeah so tonight we saw the replay Shinsuke Nakamura beating Finn Balor last night at extreme rules uh, I said it was a tough loss, but tonight he's facing Samoa Joe, the guy that lost his match last night for the WWE heavyweight championship. And Finn got just taken out. Like this was fast. They locked up like a minute later. This was over. Uh, got the pin attempt out of nowhere for the win. Then Samoa Joe went to tag him out or uh, choke him out with the coquina clutch. Finn did get his mojo back uh, and stand tall over Joe. And then the lights go off. The music slows. What's going on? The fiend appears. The crowd is yelling, holy shit. So we see Bray Wyatt there in the fiend mask. Um, And he's laughing. And then they went to commercial. Uh, He hit the sister Abigail on Finn. So clearly it looks like they're building something between the two of them. I want to talk about your reaction to to the fiend first, Matt. What did you think when this happened tonight and Bray Wyatt showed up in that mask?
1: With the lighting that hit the mask the way it did. I mean, well, for one, the crowd is insanely loud while the lights were still out. I'm like, what the hell are they saying that we can't see? Come on, W, you're, you're screwing it up. I want to see. You know what I mean? Which is good. That's anticipation. But the crowd was super loud. Louder than they normally are when it's pitch black in that arena. So I'm like, they're able to see all this. What are they seeing? You know? Which is good. And uh, once it come on, uh, I was like, that's ah, that hokey mask again. But... Because, again, he's going to have to wrestle. I keep going. In my head, I can't get away from what's going to happen when the bell rings and he has to wrestle. Is he wearing the mask? Is he not? Dude, should I care? Should I Cause care about, him about what his promos are going to be like? Because they're going to be freaking out of this world great? I don't know. All that was going through my head, honestly, because I've seen him work Finn before.
2: Yeah. He well, was almost fair. Sister Abigail once uh, against Finn, but... Luckily, he got sick. You remember that? It's going to be. Uh, but um, yeah, to your point, Matt, I think there's there's so many ways they can go. And that's kind of that's you know, it, it was like they showed one character of his. I don't know if he's going to do both with the red sweater and and that whole gig. And and he's got like a split right. personality. Yeah. Uh, and this mm-hmm. is just one aspect of it. I mean, it could be interesting. I I mean, I've yeah. seen WWE screw up a lot of these things in the past before. So I'm not getting my hopes up. But I thought tonight, I mean I thought it looked cool. I thought that mask looks you know, pretty scary. Uh, I don't know how you wrestle in it. Um it, it looked I mean it looked pretty secure. I don't know if it's one of those things where he takes it off when he wrestles. Um we'll see. But uh, I thought it was a I thought it was a cool debut.
1: It is. And the other thing is, let's say he does wrestle in it. All the lights are gonna be on and it's gonna look like a silly Halloween mask. Remember I said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he they... wrestles in it. To,
0: to your point, I think they lingered on it a bit too long tonight, Matt. And I think they should be very careful in how they present it in the future. I don't want to be nitpicky uh, about because it too much. It's great to have
1: them back, right? And, yeah. well, and but it like, is so, that sort so of thing. Here.
0: It is that sort of thing. And I know we've talked about this. funny after a Bluetooth ad where sometimes the anticipation is better than the payoff could ever possibly be. Yeah, sure. Yes. You know? And with yeah. Bray, I think that's the case. I think they dragged this out so long that – did did it live up to all the expectations? No, I don't think it did. Not my I don't way.
1: think anything could have because those promos, you guys, those pre, those vignettes were out of this galaxy, like way out there. No, nobody could have predicted that. That's what Bray Wyatt was coming back with, uh, you know, back to WWE is this this multi person, ca- yeah, personality character, Mister Rogers. Nah, hell no. <laughs>
2: someone, <laughs> someone pointing out in the chat. So I, I, I disagree. I thought tonight. Uh, I thought it was great tonight. I thought it was a, a great. Uh,
1: it, know, was, it should have ended the show. I agree with you that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the crowd was into it and someone was bringing it up in the chat. I think this would be a great idea is if you had a Firefly Funhouse sketch next week where Bray is apologizing to Finn for what the Fiend did. And
1: like, you know, yeah. I think, see, actually, I could see that being it. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be great. Probably is where they're going to go. Whoever this says, They should be running for WWE. (laughs) And I'm
0: trying to judge it for what it is, not for what it could be. And I think that's a mistake that we all make with wrestling sometimes that we build it up so much in our heads when we're invested in something. Mm -hmm. So with this, I'm trying to judge it for what it is. I thought that was good, but I hate to say this as the biggest Finn Balor mark there is, this is the guy that lost his title last night and lost tonight quickly to the other guy that lost a title opportunity last night. Like this is not Bray coming in at the top of the card. This is Bray coming in kind of like, barely in the middle of the card and that worries me
1: don't you think that shows w like as much as we get on them and how they treat finn Balor? doesn't that show you guys though a little bit what they truly think of him as a talent yeah that he can lose two matches and then still be part of this segment and still get the other the third guy over and bray
0: well so he's requested time off raj wrestling inc i believe has the story up on that or yeah
1: what? it was oh, finn? Finn,
2: finn is taking time off after next month it was first repeated uh reported by pro wrestling sheet that he's uh yeah, he'll be leaving sometime in August. I'm presuming after Summerslam. Um, so
0: I think the demon is gonna, the demon is going to get his first loss to Bray Wyatt at
2: SummerSlam.
1: And, Why and, just save it. Why not just save it till he comes back?
2: Well, I think you want to get Bray. I, I see it would be I think it would be a mistake to get to put Bray at the top right off the bat. Uh, you want this character to get over you, uh, you know again, like what Matt was saying? What if when he starts wrestling and he's got the mask on, people start crapping on it. I, I don't think they will. But you want to build him up. Not, he just made his TV debut. You want to give him guys. And I think Finn is a great guy. He hasn't been protected, but he still has credi- enough credibility with the fans that uh, a win over Finn means something, and especially the demon because no Keep one has beaten the demon. Keep it away.
1: Keep it away because you t- say he, takes too, like he can beat Finn Balor right now and still be in the middle of the show and, and, and then move up and beat somebody else and then beat somebody else, he being uh, Bray. Um, but to, I don't think he should ever beat the demon. Now, I mean, especially if he gets two months off, if he comes back as a demon, the crowd would lose their mind.
2: That would be cool. You have him just beat Finn and, and he comes back as the demon. Now, did, people are pointing out the demon did lose in NXT, but on the main roster, he hasn't. Uh, so that's kind of been protected. But, yeah, that would, be, that would be a cool way for Finn to come back when he comes back.
0: Yeah. Uh, we got a series of vignettes tonight, which were Drake Maverick at the hotel, ready to go with his wife, Renee Michelle. <laughs> Truth followed him there. Uh, saw Drake <laughs> wearing his uh, tidy whitey's there under that 24 7 championship. Uh, before he had a chance to consummate his marriage, our Truth snuck in, pinned him, and uh, won the 24 7 title back. Stay tuned to social media oh. for more development.
2: Yeah, I, I, I usually am a big fan of Drake and, and Truth. I think they've just been going too. Long. I mean, this was so predictable. Um, everyone saw it coming, everyone with the, you know, the, the the cart that came in, everyone knew our truth was under there. Um, it, it, I just I thought tonight it, it had just gotten old. Now, the, part, the one line I did like was when they came back and Corey Graves said, said I would have utilized the small package or something, yeah. Like that. And Renee Young just started cracking up, she couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's not, it wasn't the worst thing or anything on the show, but it's gotten predictable. Uh, I'd
1: like to see them
2: introduce new people into this because the truth and, and uh no way drake maverick great
1: maverick should never stop being the 24th <laughs> no no
2: no i'm saying you keep drake in but maybe give truth a, a little break yeah. for a little
1: bit because he's yeah doing stuff with it on his own Do you know what i mean on all of his social media stuff i get a big kick out of it. i think it's funny all right I, I just, think Drake's hilarious. But, but like, to put it on, like, Cedric Alexander or somebody like that that we saw in the locker room, for instance. This is called them locker room guys, and I think everyone knows who we're talking about going forward. Guys that they were throwing these locker room segments that don't matter to the show, right? They all hang out together. Any of And they chase 24-7 champions. Those guys. Um, none of them are going to do anything with that belt. Like, I don't care about any one of them having it. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. not
2: having it, but – playing the strike guy to drake maverick's comedy or something like that it has to be because
1: he makes me he makes me laugh yeah
0: they could build ec3 i mean they did that online vignette with them on Mm -hmm. the park bench i think if it's
1: hilarious yes Mm -hmm.
0: that's what i'm saying so don't just put it on no way jose like build a character Mm -hmm. to inject into this um and it'll get over i mean i think it'll be good and i think mixing it up you can't just be truth and uh drake the whole time Going yeah. back and forth with it.
2: Uh, so if anyone was expecting the Edge and Lita sex show, uh, this wasn't it.
0: <laughs> yeah. You guys uh, remember that? <clears throat> remember it. Who can forget? <laughs> uh, Street Profits were backstage again, giving their little recap, hyping up the Fatal Four Way tonight, talking about the Battle Royal, their picks to win.
1: Who cares? Street I, Profits, who cares what your opinion of anyone in the WWE's roster is? I don't care. You're not commentators. Why are they letting these guys do this? They're like yeah. the Jay and Silent
0: Bob of Monday Night Raw. I, I, I thought they were like cool.
1: the – They're losing cool points.
2: Absolutely. They they feel like the the snowman in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer who's kind of narrating the movie as it's going along.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like, we don't need you to tell us You know what's what's yeah. coming up or what happened. You just sound lame doing that. it's a cool gimmick that they got. They're cool characters and they're, uh, they're bringing them down with this, this narrating
1: stuff. I used to love those claymation Christmas time shows. They (laughs) were the best. I did too.
0: Uh, (laughs) Zack Ryder versus Mike Kanellis. Uh, Maria was emasculating Mike. (laughs) She was trying to go out there and wrestle, even though she was pregnant. (laughs) Mike's the loser. She can do better defending their honor. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Zach Ryder pinned Mike in under a minute and was weird, Rogers, as you pointed out online, like the announcer announced that his victory was less than one minute.
2: Yeah, the winner in under a minute, yeah. Zack Ryder, which I don't think I've ever heard that before. So they're going out of their way to. Yeah, I didn't, get like,
1: that. I didn't catch that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like how they're making this feud about Mike versus Maria, but Maria doesn't even have like, there's no guy, there's no baby daddy or like her, you know, the secret lover or something in there. I like that they're still managing to feud with her just uh, tearing him down and him losing.
1: I mean, that's the ultimate sympathy, isn't it? I think both men and women can relate to that, you know, like, wow, what a, you know what, you know, when thinking about her and how she's being towards him. I mean, girls are going to be like, oh, what a poor guy. And every guy's like, what the hell, dude, that sucks. You know? Yeah. That's good sympathy. I hope they just go got to be somewhere. a
0: payoff. Yeah.
1: They go somewhere with him.
2: I mean, if this was the old ECW, uh, the old Paul Heyman with creative freedom, I'm sure they would figure out a way to have someone else be the
1: the
2: baby daddy daddy. yeah oh yeah but i don't see wwe going that route some people are some people are pointing out that i guess when the rock beat uh eric rowan at wrestlemania they said he was the winner in six seconds so
0: that would okay so there that's the other time in the decade they've called out the time (laughs)
1: yeah wait wait oh yeah yeah that's true hey real quick i did notice that they're cursing a lot more though yeah Mm -hmm. do you think maybe there's something to them no longer being pg and maybe they do Maybe not go extreme to baby daddy route, but <laughs> levels rather, but I mean a level under it's pretty good.
2: It's definitely uh edgier than it was a year ago.
1: It made Natty's promo, her whole promo was made tonight by being it was a say ass.
2: Yeah. And yeah. Did you guys did you guys talk about this on the podcast last night? I can't remember where uh they like they like zoomed in on Lacey Le- Evans' Yes, oh, when she sure. was getting in the ring, I mentioned
0: I mentioned that too is why you missed the podcast that you put the blue shoe. <laughs> then there was that shot, and then you were like, "I can't possibly podcast after this, guys."
1: Yeah, definitely though, Raj. Are- <laughs> yeah, Very so- velvet sky, TNA ish. Right.
0: <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah. It, well, and wasn't that the story? Uh, I mean, is is there truth to that, Raj? That uh, WWE thinks AEW is going to eat their lunch with the teen audience. So they're trying to give it a bit more of an edge to compete.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that is. I mean, they've been concerned about losing teenage viewers for a while now. And, yeah, I think they're, they're concerned that AEW is going to siphon a lot of those up. So uh, lots of butts and uh,
0: calling people a bitch. That's, yeah. that's the formula.
1: Bring all those and kids back. Co- Kofi gave the finger last week. It oh, adds geez. more fire, though, to their characters that need them. Natty desperately needed it tonight We haven't seen them so long in a meaningful angle. It makes I it agree. sound more realistic. Because.
2: You know, a UFC promo when they when they're really heated, even when they bleep it out, it sounds so much more, you know, uh, heated and passionate than the WWE promo because yeah. that's how they really talk. Yeah,
0: Brock Lesnar's best promo, perhaps of all time. What was that? I? Don't give an f about your kids to Heath Slater.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 his best WWE one. I still like his yeah. uh Cormier one. I'm
0: coming for you, mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. the club took on Lucha House Party in a surprisingly competitive match.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: very shocked.
1: Yeah, uh, they even did a reset here. <clears throat> I didn't get this. I didn't, I mean, just to get, a, get him on TV, I don't know.
2: Yeah. This should, have been, this should have been one segment club dominating win. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd even say give uh, Gallows and Anderson a win here because uh, since they've been together, I mean, Gallus and Anderson haven't won a ma- match on Raw in years, I feel yeah. like. So let them all look a little, uh, a, a little dominant. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So AJ got Callisto in the calf crusher uh, and then kept a minute after while the other guys tried to make the saves. So this had the club um, standing tall.
2: Yeah, this was the one where the middle of the match, Ricochet came back out, interfered, right. and then they reset it. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, maybe this, this I think, might be the AEW effect. I think, look at what the Lucha Brothers did the other night, having such a serious competitive match, as they have in AEW. I think Lucha House Party actually got a chance to have a real match tonight, because they're typically squashed. They've been squashed. Look at the Lars Sullivan uh, matches they had and whatnot there. Uh, where these aren't normally lengthy affairs where these guys get a real showcase and tonight they did.
1: You don't say. Really? They've been getting squashed. I mean, I thought they were gonna be pushed for the freaking world titles, a three man group. No crap. But that's and, what tonight was like but, but I think I think by
2: not having the club squash them I mean, it almost made them look like, weaker because they always yeah. do get squashed. Yeah,
1: a hundred percent does.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's and that's my point with it. It's tonight, like I mean, I literally was like, I'm gonna get up and go to the bathroom, I'm gonna come back, this match is gonna be over. Right. And I'm surprised it went
2: so long. Yeah. I will say AJ looks like he's got a whole new fire under him with since yeah. turning heel. Yeah. He, he looks great. Absolutely. Uh,
0: so we saw multiple recaps of what happened with Bray Wyatt. They kept showing that again and again tonight. They showed the recap of what happened last night with uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch with Brock cashing in winning the universal championship. Uh, Rollins got a promo talking about how tough Becky was. That she's going to be okay. Doesn't know if she's going to show up tonight. It's up to her. And then uh, right after the commercial break, we had the fatal four way elimination match to determine the new number one contender. Becky was there sitting at ringside while Alexa faced off against Carmella, Naomi, and Natalia in an elimination match, with Natalia winning. Now, what did you make, Matt, of the crowd just turning on this match with the, "This is awful," chance the "You suck" chance? I mean, I haven't heard a reaction like this. For I a thought I was match
1: hearing match. it incorrectly. I didn't think they yeah. could possibly be that rude. That's what I really thought. I'm like, they're not saying that. I'm missing something else. These guys will fill me in what they were really chanting. Yeah, well, it was
2: people. Uh, we we have people from the staff that were there tonight. Yeah, was, this is awful. This is boring. Uh,
1: I mean, that's and, a quick turn, though.
2: No, I mean, well, this was like probably like. 10 minutes in when they started doing that. Uh this match I mean it went way too long. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing. This should have been a one fall match. I, I know they feel like they need to kill time but you could have you could have had Finn versus Samoa Joe um do a reset there or whatever since you can't have wrestling during the breaks but this this match didn't need to be 20 minutes or whatever it was.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Nikki Cross getting involved, trying to get people a champ for Alexa seemed. I'm very surprised uh, that Natalia went over here, and Natalia is going to be facing Becky at SummerSlam in Toronto.
1: Honestly, I liked it. To me, it was new. Yeah, to me, it's new and there's a different kind of fire behind her promo.
2: But I would have rather again this is the problem with wwe with the, these world title bouts is they don't build any talent so then one night they have to get a guy you know some, or a talent that hasn't been winning at all or hasn't even been on tv okay. at all in right. one night they're building him as, as a world championship contender they right. don't really get over
1: here's the thing though raj they but they don't feel that they've gotten those two girls to where the storyline needs to get to before it's one of them versus becky for the championship that tells me so this was a quick audible to get natty in there and, uh, and I'm sorry, more importantly, give Becky a credible opponent for the yeah. review while they take their time with the slow burn storyline between Alexis and Nikki. Right? Yeah. Because let's be this is be honest. After what happened in last night's match, this was not they're not they were not ready to, you know, go their separate ways yet. They're far it seems like they're far from it. At least they were.
0: Which they would. I think you could add that match to Summerslam. They need to uh, start
1: going there.
0: Yeah. That, I think that match could be on SummerSlam. Maybe
1: the I pre-show. What, just losing cleanly like that. And, yeah. and you know what I mean?
0: Alexa versus Nikki actually has a story behind it. With Natty versus Becky, yeah. they had that promo tonight. Natalia threw some shade at Becky uh, pretty hard in this. Um, yeah. I mean, SummerSlam is happening in Toronto, so we know Natalya is going to get a great reaction there. Yeah. But uh, they've got to build this up and really tell a story, I think, to get people invested. The other
1: thing is Becky. I thought Becky was a heel, honestly. Interesting. I, yeah, I she thought she came across, across that way she too. She came across, yeah, as me. Like, like Natty's in there, really excited, you know, stoked, and then here comes the, you know, wet blanket.
2: Yeah, at first, yeah, because Natalia came out and was like, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be facing my friend Becky Lynch, and then Becky came in and said, I don't know. Fans have cooled off on Becky too. You saw that here tonight. They, they were not into her. Uh, she said that, you know it's not going to be her friend. That's going to face her. Uh, There's going to have a war and she's, she like, she prefers war to love or something like that.
0: Yes. And then Natalia said, well, Becky must not be a very good lover then uh, and called her bitch. the B word. Yeah. Yes. Which is, it's, it's like Vince is like Freddy Krueger. It's like, Oh, well i bitch at the end. It makes it far edgier. It's just why always they go there. I mean, this year, I feel like we've heard that so much more in broadcast TV
1: yeah, but not with WWE. And then you, got, you can't deny it did add. Listen to the reaction yeah. And again, the crowd came at, at their, with Natty's promo when she said that word. And then again, by pulling the horseshoe out of her ass.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. No, Natalia. The, I like this character.
1: They
2: were pulling for her, and then uh, Natalia went off saying she was going to knock that greasy red mop off of Becky's oh, head. Again, the crowd is cheering. They weren't booing her. And uh, she said uh, something about pulling the horseshoe out of Becky's ass, which that was a line Brock used to use a lot on Frank Mir. So uh, I thought it was a very effective promo. I thought uh, Natalia did a hell of a job, and I would not be surprised by the time SummerSlam comes uh, if the fans are cheering Natalia. Oh, I guess they definitely will cheer Natalia over <laughs> Becky. Uh, yeah, in Toronto. Mm-hmm.
0: So Miss TV happened tonight and uh, Dolph Ziggler came out there. they cut promos on each other. I mean, I don't know, like I'm trying, I'm trying to sell this in terms of talking about what happened. Oh, this was just weird.
2: It, it, it. And Ziggler is criticizing the Miz, uh, for losing all the time, which I don't think Ziggler's want maybe he's won two matches in the last year. Um, just ripping the Miz, which is, you know, it it's warranted. I mean, the Miz, it, it, you know, I've been saying forever I, he should be a, a heel by SummerSlam or he will be healed by SummerSlam or she's not going to be on the card. And, um yeah, so Ziggler's just ripping on the Miz for kind of the same boat that he's in. So, yeah, they were jaw jacking back and forth, and then it ended with Ziggler making a crack about uh, Miz's wife, Maurice. I forgot what he said, like um let's see what yeah whatever it was it was a weak shot and then Miz tackled Ziggler and that was pretty much
1: it I I don't want to see these two fight
2: yeah when they were starting I was thinking if they're a tag team and and Miz turns back into a heel and they're a tag team that I could see working uh you know uh, Miz is he's done great in teams before in the past with Damian Sandow and
1: R-Truth. Even Big Show, sure, you know, with everybody, actually. Yeah. Over. But, but, like, I just don't care about anything with Dolph right now. I just do not care. And he brings the stock down of the other talent, even. That's such a horrible thing to say. Yeah. I really always feel anything that Dolph's involved in now.
0: They yeah. had that good feud, what, two and a half years ago for the Intercontinental Championship uh, on SmackDown where The Miz was antagonizing Dolph. Like, that was cool, but given where their characters are right now, I don't think it works in this configuration. Yeah.
2: I I don't want to see that match. I don't know about you guys. Not even on the pre-show. Oh.
0: It'll be lucky to make the SummerSlam pre-show.
2: Yeah. Um, so I hope it. I hope this takes a twist and it ends up leading to them becoming allies and, and the tag team because I do not want to see this feud.
0: Mm-hmm. So we got the cross brand all star top ten battle royal: Big E, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Rey Mysterio, Baron Corbin, Roman Reigns, Cesaro, Randy Orton, and Braun Strowman. Oh, where to begin with this? That uh, is
2: a lot of talent in that in that battle royal, though. You forget how loaded uh, you know the WWE roster can be if if these guys are used correctly. Because all these guys, and even the ones that haven't been put in the main event spot yet, like Big E, uh, they could easily be there if if just. Given the right program,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I was really shocked when Braun Strowman got eliminated. I expected
1: he, him, I thought he yeah. was gonna be the one and challenge Brock,
0: yeah, but no. Uh, we got down at one point to Rollins, um, Reigns Ra- and Randy Orton in there. I came down to Randy Orton and Rollins. <sighs> Man, I mean, the crowd was hotter for Orton than they were for Rollins to get this. I just don't... I guess this is a more interesting way to give him his his rematch for it, but, uh, I mean, don't we feel, like, just burnt out on Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar at this point?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess so, yeah.
0: Because it never stopped. I mean, that was the build to WrestleMania, and then we got a short reprieve, uh, but then we got money in the bank and ever since then it's felt like paul Heyman and brock have been up in his grill this whole time
1: yeah Um, if anything with brock i am bored with anybody at this point except for braun Strowman. he's the only one i'd want to see or bobby lashley
2: yeah if they did i bet they could i mean they could do something cool with lashley where make it a more realistic build you know with these two mma fighters in the background uh but they'd have to turn off the their WWE way of doing things, I think, to do it effectively. But, I, yeah, I'm kind of with you. When I was watching this, I was like, at some, d- is there any of these matches that I'd be excited about? Lashley with the different build. Strowman, uh, if he just got a dominant win. But I, I remember thinking they're probably going to have Seth win, and I don't want to see that match. <laughs> yeah.
0: Why, why would they have Seth win, though, With if, if there were reasons for doing this, right? And ratings being a primary reason before they go to Fox, if they think Brock is worth putting the title back on, why would they pop potato it back to Seth at Summerslam?
2: Just that's what they always do, right? When you cash in and win from somebody, you have the rematch for the most part. That's just WWE booking
1: how they've always done supposed it. Supposed to have it in your contract though. Why did he have to go through ten guys to get it? No, well, automatic rematch. They they made that no automatic rematches clause, which is oh they did,
2: yeah, but. Oh. which is silly because they still do automatic rematches a lot without saying it. But yeah, they got rid of that clause when the McMahons uh, made the fans, the authority.
0: We uh, and we ended with Seth and Heyman having a yelling at each other. Rollins yelling at uh, Brock, Brock coming at him with the chair, but not going in the ring. And then we went off the air.
2: Brock, Teasing going in the ring and reprieving as they've been, I think, again, just I've seen that forever and ever and ever.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So there you have it. Monday Night Raw after Extreme Rules. Matt Morgan, if you had to give it a grade, what grade would you give tonight?
2: A good B. Okay. Raj? Probably go C+, plus, I guess. It, well, I didn't think it was terrible by any means. Um, it just felt long and uneventful and, and just kind of dull overall. Uh, it
1: did drag on. Glenn, I thought it was eleven when I texted you. Was like, hey, honey, I, texted I was yeah, like, Glenn.
2: Glenn was like, Matt how texted long, me like
1: two hours ago about the link. <laughs> how long it show was. Like. I'm not joking.
0: It was long. Uh so yeah, I, I don't think it was terrible. There's your headline for the podcast, the official title. Raj Gary <laughs> on tonight's Monday Night Raw. Uh let's talk about some other news quickly here. Raj, why does the USA Network want the Raw Reunion special next
2: week? Yeah, so next week, loaded Raw Reunion. They, there were some new names they announced tonight, like uh, Sid Vicious was one. Uh, there were some others. But uh, a stacked uh, Raw Reunion special. Uh, some people thought WWE is going to be announcing the, the, the Q2 numbers uh, that week, later that week. Mm. Um, And so some people thought it might be a way to say, like, hey, we're turning things around. Look at this big rating we just popped. But apparently the USA Network uh, requested it. They wanted that. It was one of their ideas. Uh, They want ratings to go up, and they felt like this was one way to do it.
1: Where else would they have this, though? It's an anniversary show. It's always a reunion. No, it's not an anniversary. It's just random. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there's no there's no reason for it. It's it's just Oh, so it's not like Raw celebrating it's hundredth birthday or some crap like that.
2: Right. No? Yeah. Probably. No, it's just called a raw reunion. So yeah, there's no oh. rhyme or reason for it.
0: Raw yeah. twenty six and a half.
2: Right. <laughs> raw yeah, twenty-six and three quarters. Yeah. Um yeah, so uh yeah, the USA network they wanted it and so they're cool. doing it and which is weird because You got to think they're going to be doing a SmackDown 20 uh, when they move to Fox. It'll be the 20th anniversary of SmackDown because they debuted in October of 1999. It it makes all the sense in the world to do a huge show going on Fox. And you got a reason to invite all these guys back. And Uh, I think doing it twice in a three month period just dilutes it. That's a uh, good point.
1: That's a good point. I pop a very big rating for Fox. Yeah. Maybe that's why USC is doing it. I don't know not oh, make sense. Yeah, take they kind of take it away before Fox can Use do it. it. Yeah, that's our bullet to shoot, not you, these Johnny newcomers. You know, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's going to be a third level of pride by this point at USA with WWE. You know, what I mean, and carrying them. That's it's it's our company. We're the ones who've been working them for three years. We let them go for a few years to go to Spike, which was silly. They've been back ever since. That's our company. You're not getting to
2: You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. And yeah, they stuck with oh, them through yeah. the through some low times too did yes i
1: did
0: so is it true luke harper is returning to action this week
2: yeah so apparently he's gonna be start working live events and stuff again so what happened there anything or yeah uh, that's not known he's just just he's coming back so apparently they worked out some sort of deal to get him back on the road but um hmm. I, 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 unless he signed a new contract i i, I don't think you're gonna be seeing him getting a push or anything but he will be back in action so
1: they say how like what is
2: uh, you don't know if it was a deal or not, right? Yeah, that's that's all that's known is he's going to be coming back to action. Sure.
0: Wow. Uh, any more details about MJF and Britt Baker's injuries after Fight for the Fallen the other night?
2: Yeah, so MJF wasn't an, uh, an, an elbow injury, uh, not a shoulder injury, so it's probably nothing serious. I'm sure he'll be fine by um, by the time All Out comes out uh, comes by probably a lot sooner. Brit Baker uh, her, apparently her concussion was pretty serious, um, so that explains a lot for what happened in that match where she was going to the wrong corner, um, and and really I, wrestling you know Goldberg working that match with that concussion when he got concussed a couple minutes in, and it kept going and it got dangerous you know like
1: they were there were Spots where they could really hurt each other. So I think you could tell that, Britt was affected the rest of the match, Glenn. Like, not just the missed tag. Oh, yeah, yeah. The right. The match, yeah, I could see it. Yeah. So I think uh,
2: WWE, AEW, they, uh, you know, just wrestling companies in general, you sense a concussion, just stop it. You know, fans might not be happy, but I'm sure if they understand what it is, the fans today are a lot more understanding. I
1: think they so. are. They are. They actually, you know, they bitched the loudest about the chair shot to Cody's head. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So they do care about the guys and girls now it's different. Yeah. Well,
0: that's true. Uh, anything else to cover Raj before we take this home?
1: No, I think that's it.
0: Cool, man. Uh, Matt Morgan at nope. BP Matt Morgan on Instagram and Twitter. That's the only plugs that matter. Visit the city of Longwood. It's lovely. Tell him Matt Morgan sent you, uh, Raj, what's coming up on the site?
2: Uh, I mean, I can't remember right now. Just <laughs> the usual plug, the tons of interviews. Um, we got the blue beady. Uh There's like, there's like nine interviews this week. Austin Lane, former NFL player. He fought Greg Hardy, uh, who, who he's now a reporter for ESPN does a lot of their pro wrestling stuff. Uh, he played okay. for the Jaguars. So he talks, working with the cons uh, NFL concussion protocol versus pro wrestling. Uh, just things like that. But a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, cool. check, let me check it out. Awesome. Dilo Brown as well. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I tweet along with WWE programming. I greatly appreciate a follow. I'm up over 5,000. I know that's not a lot, but to me, it feels like the world. Thank you, everyone, for your support. And we will catch you back here tomorrow night to talk SmackDown on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.
1: Hashtag fake followers.